KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. This is Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. I'm Rashawn Leak, and on the show tonight, I wanted to talk to a man who's been using his social media platform to talk about race in our community. Kenny Akers is doing it right from where I sit. He's weighed into a few breaking news events and has a lot to share with us, including how he went from a 20 years in the military to a community activist, activist, excuse me, someone willing to wade in and sort things out with these polarizing times that we find ourselves in. Stick around to meet him along with me, all right? But first, we got Radioactive's own Laura Jones to talk about rallies and resources. I'm really excited for this conversation got coming up. We kind of stumbled across Kenny together on social media. It like, was fun. This is crazy. He's He's got a unique voice. And I'm always wondering what happens when people come for you when you're that in the middle of things. But he's got a unique way he approaches it. And I'm curious how you guys are going to tease that out. But coming up, folks. We have Living Traditions Festival this weekend, Rashawn. Calling all volunteers. If you're all looking yeah. to participate, we still got some open slots out there. Oh, yes, for our volunteers. Right. We, we're going to be down there on Saturday, I believe it is. And I'm, regarding Living Traditions, I wanted to remind folks that on Friday from 6 to 7.30 at Washington Square, it is uh, Asian American Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander Heritage Month celebration rally going on. They're going to be on the west side of the city-county building and quite a few folks there um, talking about the AANHPI experience here in Utah. Something else going on this weekend. We talked about it on the show last week with the Island Wave takeover mm-hmm. of Radioactive, and that's the Masima Film Tour. I got tour. it pulled up right now. I got it pulled up, and here it is, the full lineup going on, y'all. So definitely check it out. The various times at the Salt Lake Film Society's Broadway Center Cinemas, and mm-hmm. let me get you the address just in case if you're driving. That's where I saw Star Wars back in the day okay. before they tore it down and rebuilt it. <laughs> and I other let me movies. see if I can find it. It's not pulling up on the Facebook. That's all right. It's on uh, 3rd South and State Street oh, is the easiest coordinated coordinates that I recall. And the great film tour that they've curated featuring movies by about four Pacific Islanders. And I believe their opening party is 5.30 on Friday. They're screening a movie called Waikiki that night. Okay. So okay. lots of stuff going on. Uh, also something we had on the show last week, yeah. Alleyways Amplified. Yeah, we did. They had a, we had a packed mm-hmm. house, and we got the Alleyways concert series coming up uh, on Edison Street in downtown Salt Lake City. And that starts on May 21st. So that's what? Is that Friday? That's Saturday. Saturday? Right? Saturday. And um, got one of the artists coming in tomorrow night on the show, Peach, to share some songs and And talk about that. Queer Spectra Arts Festival is also this weekend. And then uh, coming up, of course, June 4th through 5th is Utah Pride Festival. Lots of things going on. We'll be digging into that. We're back. We are back in person, Laura. There's so much. In fact, if you go to rallies and resources at krcl.org, it's under the Community Affairs page. I've kind of put at the top of that list, Mm -hmm. like a running list of the festivals, just like quick dates, the name of it, and a link so you can get to it quick. 
but there's, you know, the arts festival coming up, Park City Latino Arts Festival. It feels good to be, uh, it feels good to be back with the people. I'm just going to, yeah? I'm going to say that. Like, I know, I, I'm not going to say COVID be damned because I'm not going to jinx. It's a wave again, it's still, folks. it's still, we're still in the pandemic, y'all. But I would be lying if I said when I'm in a concert and I'm surrounded by people, you know, doing our thing, some mass, some not, it, it just feels good to be in the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, remember, folks, we are experiencing an uptick in COVID cases and lots of folks who have been vaccinated and boosted. So you yeah, still gotta, you still gotta wash your hands. You still gotta, if you're sick, we still gotta you be gotta responsible. We still gotta be yeah. sp- responsible. Exactly. Mask up as you deem appropriate. All right. Uh, Wednesday tomorrow is the Salt Lake City Mayor's Bike to Work Day. National Bike to Work Day, I think, is Friday, but yep. she's getting a head start. 7.30 a.m. if you want to meet up with the mayor at Allen Park and Sugar House. Then they're going to roll down through Liberty Park and end up at the city and county building, which is Washington Square. And I hear they're going to have coffee and bagels. I like it. As a as a former Salt Lake City bike ambassador, mm-hmm. I approve this message. Yeah. And I will be biking. Of course, I'm going <laughs> in the opposite way. So yeah, there you go. Not going, going, not going downtown. <laughs> when I work in the yeah. complete opposite direction. But you know what? Yeah. My heart's there, y'all. And I know you're going to get into this with Kenny a bit, but I wanted to riff on it a bit, and that's LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. And the FAM rally is happening at 5 o'clock tomorrow evening at Utah State Capitol. That's friends, allies, and mentors of the LGBTQ plus community. All these events are on the Rallies and Resources page of krcl.org. And something else coming up is the Maggie's Girls Foundation Let's launch. Talk about okay. It, Laura. So this is a brand new nonprofit. They're launching on May 21st at the Clubhouse on South Temple with a uh, come out gala. Okay, a, a, a gala, the gay if you gala. will. All right, absolutely. And I wanted to find out more, so let's pass the microphone. Make sure we got our, our levels up there. And I I spoke about oh I think it was late last week with Topher Steele and Tina Jones about the foundation, what you can expect at this launch. But first of all, with Topher, why it is so personal and important Mm. to him. Let's play the tape. All right. Maggie's Girls. Maggie's Girls came out of a suicide attempt for myself back in 2018. And yeah, it was uh, pretty intense. Um, I was hospitalized for 11 days. And I had, of course, a lot of time to think about things. And about a month or so after, Maggie's Girls came about because I had a friend whose uh, granddaughter was in transition to being a grandson, and which is awesome. Unfortunately, uh, he decided to take his own life, and he was 13. It's heartbreaking. Oh. This is just heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Yeah, and when you think about that time in life and age of being 13, it really got me to thinking that Utah needs some help. We need to start raising and praising. We need to start telling people that they are valuable, that they're worthy, and that they have purpose. And Maggie's Girls provides that type of uh, information because you always tell people you always have a table, you always have a place at the table of Magnolia Steel. I love that. So of course, Magnolia Steel is a drag queen. So that's why it's called Maggie's Girls. And G-U-R-L-S. Yes, because that's how drag queens spell their name. So, yeah. So tell us about the event coming up and this drag queen with a purpose part of it. That sounds fantastic. 
Yeah, absolutely. So our uh, gala, gala, which I love, um, is going to be May 21st from 6 to 9, uh, excuse me, 6 to 10. And it's going to be at the clubhouse at 850 South Temple. And I am so excited that uh, this is going to happen. So we're going to have food from the 1950s, come dressed as the 1950s. We'll have uh, alcohol, sodas. We're going to have uh, a band, uh, Marley Susanna and the Galaxy Band um, at 830. And there are drag queens. Like, I just love it. You know, the 1950s, not a period of time very kind to the LGBTQ plus community, but great inspiration for drag queens. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The gowns and the jewelry and the medication. Like, honey, it was amazing. <laughs> the medication. The medication was awesome. Like, I got my laundry done in 10 minutes instead of 20. It was amazing. I loved it. Well, this is your launch, your first fundraiser. What is it that you hope to do with the support of the community in the coming years ahead, Topher? You know, that's really important to us. We really want to build healthy relationships with each uh, other nonprofit and um, accumulate and network with each other so that as we go through all of this uh, suicide prevention and people still dying by suicide, we want people to know that we are a family, that when one falls, we all fall. When one succeeds, we all succeed. And that is so critical because we're, we're, we have so many different things that each nonprofit does that if we were to build it together and bring all of these loose ends, we could be a force to be messed with uh, in the coming years. Like we could take on the U.S. and be like, Okay, Sister Mary Joseph, bye, Felicia. It's time. <laughs> well, so just understand. to mention a few names, um, Equality Utah is it, someone that we work closely with. Project Rainbow, um, the LGBTQ plus chamber in Utah, mm -hmm. and Safe Zone, which is an education piece that teaches businesses how to be a safe space for the queer community. That's something that the chamber teaches that we also support. So those are some of the nonprofits that will be there and have tables and be um, present at the event. Yeah. So, and we also have for profit Ascent Law and CSL Plasma um, are going to be there to support us as well. Now, I understand one of the things that you hope to do in the coming years, Topher, is Maggie's house. What is that uh, as you envision it right now? Uh, that's that's a heartstring for me. Um, I'm sorry. Maggie's house is a really great place for the LGBTQ community to go to if they get kicked out of their home. And we provide a safe place for um, 45, 60, 90, and 120 uh, days so that you can get back whether it's to get back with your family or if it's to move out or if it's to create a new life for you. If you're in part of the transition, if you are uh, transgendered and you're doing things that way, um, we are in process of working with the University of Utah Hospital and also the Huntsman Mental Health. One of our board uh, members, Beth, is a doctor <clears throat> 
at the University of Utah and she is helping us get connected so that when the individual comes to us, we can take care of their mental health, we can take care of their uh, doctor, medical. Um, I'm also a professional practitioner at the Center for Spiritual Living and so we want to make sure that there's a spiritual aspect into that and then also get with the uh, Salt Lake School District to ensure that if they're under 18 that they can still be afforded a, a mentor or a um, counselor to help them get through school during a, a rough time in their life. Tina, we started with Topher talking about his own experience and why this is so personal to him. What about you as we wrap this segment? Why are you involved and what's your call to other folks to get involved with this new nonprofit, Maggie's Girls? Well, um, Topher reached out to me partly because we're good friends and because I've done events, some large events here in Utah for the um, spiritual community. So he in, invited me to be the director of events. But this is close to my heart because mental health matters and hard conversations matter so i'm a life coach and uh, my focus for my clients is emotional wellness and mindfulness because when in in the face of conflict in relationships or things that are got have gone unspoken those kind of things can fester and create somebody who, you know, and end up being somebody feels totally isolated and alone, and then they're more susceptible to actually carrying out um, suicide. So it's, you know, my family upbringing, there was some mental health issues that never got addressed. And so it has been my life's passion and my mission to help people find affordable resources to educate themselves and improve their own emotional wellness and their own mental health. So what I bring to the table is, you know, supporting the events, but then also helping with some of the curriculum that I see going forward is things like um, support groups and education pieces and classes where people can learn emotional wellness and mindfulness um, to improve their own health. So that's what I see as my contribution to Maggie's forward. girls going forward. Again, a great gala to kick off the start of Maggie girl, Maggie's girls foundation. And we got to talk about Marlo Suzanne and the galaxy band. That's your featured entertainment drag Queens with the purpose. What can folks look forward to? Oh, they're so, so they're a 12 person band mm -hmm. and they play seventies and eighties rock and they will all be in full drag and the stage there at the clubhouse is beautiful so it'll be mm -hmm. full stage lights etc um it, it's going to be quite a show so you have to be there i mean what other way to come party with your friends grab a drink listen to a band and know that you're partying for a cause and that by you just donating a few extra dollars or buying a couple extra yeah. beers at the party, that money will go towards supporting somebody to um, make a positive change in somebody's life. Topher, what's the website where folks can track down tickets and learn more about this kickoff for Maggie's Girls Foundation on yeah. the 21st? Awesome. So eventbrite.com, go in and just put in Maggie's Girls, G-U-R-L-S, 
and it'll pull it right up and you can grab tickets there. We do have a website, maggiesgirls.org. And uh, you can go and you can start to see a lot of the things that we're doing. And Topher, to close, just what do you got to say to folks out there in the LGBTQ plus community going through a hard time, especially the youth? Uh, I want you to know you are loved, you are cared for, and you will always have a seat at Maggie's table. Always. No question. I love Topher that, Laura. Wow. and Tina from Maggie's Girls. Check tonight's show notes for a link. Also, it's on rallies and resources. A new nonprofit birthed in our community. I I, I love it. You know, I, I I will never get tired of all the do-gooders that we have going on in the state. And that 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 last sentence, how they they end it, like mm-hmm. always have a table or how always have a place. That's so important for people to hear and yeah. know. Yeah. Folks, if you have a nonprofit that you'd like to shine a light on here on Radioactive, please email us radioactive at krcl.org. We rely on you to help us make this show go. I'm excited for what's coming up next, which is? I am excited, too. This is, uh, well, we got a conversation going on with Kenny Akers. And it's going to, it's really just going to highlight, basically, it's it's two dudes just having a conversation about things going on in the world. And I think the the caveat is it's it's two black dudes having a conversation about the things that are going on and how and how it impacts us. You know, some things some things more than others. But I think it's it's always a nice perspective that we don't always have a, a opportunity here. And it, you know, with that being said, it gave it gave me an opportunity to grab a song. Yeah, what you And you, you know, going we with? start going that Rolodex. So I think the first song I'm gonna rock is a uh, Childish Gambino. This is America on KRCL. Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and their Love's Diversity Initiative. Mark Miller Subaru is a proud community partner of Project Rainbow, spreading love together this Utah Pride Month. Learn more at projectrainbowutah.org or markmillersubaru.com. KRCL would like to say thank you to AMD Architecture, The Stateroom, and Utah Metalworks for issuing challenge grants during our Spring Radiothon. We'd also like to say thank you to our listeners for helping support us as well. Welcome back to Radioactive and Roundtable Tuesdays. I'm Rashawn Leak. Coming up, we have Democracy Now! at 7, Vagabond Radio with Barbie at 8, Connor's Late Night Lowdown starts at 10.30, Super Sounds with Chovy at 1 a.m., and all our programming and the Radioactive archives may be found online at krcl.org. But now, let's get our Roundtable Tuesday discussion going, and I wanted to talk... With my my new my new guy, I didn't even know he's my guy, but now he's my guy, Kenny Akers. Welcome to the show, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a pleasure and an honor. A little history with KRCL, and you know I'm really proud to be here. This is this is a good opportunity. Thank you. It's it's really it's really nice to it's nice to have you. So I, I mean I I know I, I I gotta you know we got I want to start from the top. We have this little thing we have this little thing that we call uh, we we talk about our origin stories. And so, uh, you know, and and you, you, my brother, happen to be, you know, a retired military. So you are a superhero. So thank you for your dedication. So let's talk about it. Like, you know, so born and bred in Utah. Yes. So so So, so give me some of it. Not not torn from the the regular cloth, man. (laughs) So, I mean, there's a little little backstory to that. But I mean, I grew up any typical kid in Salt Lake, you know, running, jumping, swimming, Mm -hmm. you know, doing all the things the kids was doing out in the neighborhood. And um, yeah, I had those experiences growing up in a, in a, you know, off 
dynamic, if you would. Right. And, you know, the struggle was real back then. But, yeah, man, that kind of launched me into a position to get in the military, and I experienced a lot through there, too, as well. I love it. So, I, I you know, I recognize it. I, you know, I, I if, if people listen to the show, they know I, I – I shout out Jersey a lot. I'm a Jersey boy, you know, and I recognize as a transplant, my experiences are, are a little different because I, I moved here as an adult, you know, already, you know, comfortable with, you know, you know, finding, finding my people, my right, place. Right, 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 right. But, but what, you know, for somebody born and bred, what is that like? Because I hear, you know, I hear, I hear some horror stories, some good, you know, it's all about who you talk yeah. to, you know, some things you're like, oh, when I was young, I couldn't play with this person, couldn't play with that person. Is that, is, is that landing right? Was that, was that something you experienced? I mean, it's real. I mean, so my father was active military, too, as well. So, okay. I mean, we was, you know, out in Hill Air Force Base. That's where I was born at. And, uh, you know, making the move out to the current Utah. All right. K-Town in the house. Yes, I'm here. What's come on. Come on. Let me get it. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, that was my block, you know, growing up around, you know, Kearns and stuff kind of opened up, you know, everything, mm -hmm. you know, because, I mean, I was the only maybe black kid throughout, you know, within the school system or, you know, junior high or recreational center or anything like that. So uh -huh. there was, a, you know, a uh, few Polynesian kids and, you know, some Hispanic kids that are out there in that area, but they were far and few between. So, yeah, I mean, if we're speaking about the dynamic, you know, if we're going to the white kids, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of kids couldn't play with me. You know, I experienced a lot of things when um, I got into school dances and stuff right. where I was rejected because, you know, gals, folks wouldn't approve of, you know, dating the black kid or anything like that. But, you know, luckily for me, man, I had both my folks in the house, you know, that were supportive. You know, my father kind of educated me about a lot of things at a young age. And, you know, I was able to look out for things that most kids might not have been able to. So I was able to gravitate not only just to, you know, the minorities that were, were, were within what my reach, if you right. would, um, through sports, athletics and stuff like that. But I was also able to gravitate to the white kids that understood, too, as well. So that kind of helped out quite a bit to kind of, you know, navigate that world growing up. So. I, I love it. You know, and, and I want to I want to call it out too. like, you, you know, what you're describing is very similar to, sure. to what minus the military. My, my father is, uh, you know, a retired detective. But but, you know, you have you find your people, you find your people, white, black or, you know, whatever. But but, you know, even yeah. even in I'm, you know, saying I'm from Jersey, it's, you know, was a predominantly white area that right. I grew up in. And those things are not not just a Utah, a, a no, Utah it's thing. It's, you know, so. So what? So I, I found I found your way on, on some of your social media spots. Yes, so, sir. you know, and, and we talked about origin story and, and like every good superhero, there's a there's a there's a catalyst. So what would you describe, you know, what, what was it for you, you know, that, that you would describe as the catalyst that really springboarded you into your activism? Man, that's a good question. I haven't been asked that yet. Two years have been doing this and, and that's been a good one. Um, I've had events, mm -hmm. you know, two years ago I was caught downtown in a circumstance where, you know, I, I fended off some, you know, I guess I don't really want to label these individuals because I understand their pain. They were down there angry, you know, tearing up, causing some noise down there. And um, I just kind of got in the middle of that. Okay, you know, I, wanted, right. I wanted to regroup and, and let people think about what they were doing before they were actually doing it. And um, I made a promise that day to a lot of the young heads that were down there. I made a promise to them that I'm going to find a way. And I've been kicking, you know, kicking up dust and kicking up dirt. Leaving every stone leaving, overturned. Yeah, I've been getting it since then. You know, I've been rubbing elbows with political officials, you know, law enforcement agencies, you know. And I've been out there trying to work the angles that some people may not be able to work it. I'm a Salt Lake born and bred kid. 
And mm-hmm. th- on top of that, I'm black. And right, so right. therefore, you know, I can get into these spaces and maybe educate some of these people and get them on a level to help understand what the problem is on the ground. And so, you know, I'm able to make that transition quick and get the boots back on the ground and help the people on the street. I I, I love that. I, I, I love that. So how I mean. For lack of a lack of a better phrasing, you 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 cross you you know you walk in the middle of the line right now. You know you got and you know I know you 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 don't want to you know throw shame or anything, but you know kids were being knuckleheads. You know sure, doing sure. like what young kids do. So being that you're you know you have insight into the community as well as you know some of our political leaders. What are those conversations like, especially? You know, I mean, do you feel like being being both from Utah and, you know, I don't want to say ex-military because I don't believe you're ever ex, right, you know, right, right. but but being but being military and local, does does that feel like you have a, a leg up when you start these conversations? Or are you still working from the ground up? So I always come from a humble position. Okay. If you would, please. I don't ever think I got anything up on anybody. I think what I have is okay. the knowledge. And I think what's happening for me right now is that. You know, I have a lifelong insight, you know, which a lot of people that are transplanting to this city may not have. Mm-hmm. You know? So when you're coming from a different culture or a different dynamic and you're trying to come into this city, you're coming with that out of state experience and you're coming with a different type of angle and different type of thought process. The people that I grew up with since day one, say kindergarten, you know, I've been mm. I've been I've been rocking this stuff since day one. You know, the first time I've ever heard the N word. Right. And it was said to me face to face or dealing with certain circumstances when it came to the LDS church or when it came to schools or even other kids that just did not understand me. So not only was I learning in school, but I was learning for what I'm doing right now. And so that transition for me doesn't ever really get pushed back too hard. And I've been able to create this very unique dynamic of conversation with people to where they get drawn in and they're actually learning to grow rather than it being a confrontation ordeal. And we're just cussing and yelling and hollering at each other like every other platform everybody else is doing. So I feel blessed, man. I'm really super thankful for that. And um, yeah, I think that's if we're talking about one up. I think that's it. You know, uh, I'm yeah. getting an angle here. So. I, I agree. You know, and, and for our listeners who, who didn't have the, the privilege of listening to us off air, we, you know, we kind of talked about it. He, he So Kenny has a very strong, solid platform on uh, on Twitter. And, you know, and I and I talked about how I had to get off Facebook because it, it was it, it, it was problematic. Like I, I, I had trouble just, you know, speaking for myself, like. Like, you know, you have these these bullet point conversations. They're not real conversations. You know, you. You, you, you talk to somebody, you know, maybe in the morning, then, you you know, you don't open the app up against uh, until a break or lunch. And those aren't real conversations. So how are how are you able to navigate that? Because it's, it's hard because it, it essentially you're opening yourself up to whoever jumps in your feed and, sure. and they're, they're strangers. So sure. how do you stay civil? And because that's I feel like that's what it takes to create good dialogue is right. not letting them get to you. Right. It's that's the most important. Um, as a kid, you know. I've built up an extreme tolerance, you know, and then coupled with the military, right? The military coupled into my youth and growing up in this type of atmosphere. I mean, let's just face it. None of this stuff really affects me to the point, you know, because I feel like I've stepped above that. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a position right now to where I can use those examples because I can't revert back to first grade, and fight these kids and give them all black eyes like I used to. You right. know? I can't I can't do that anymore, you know. So I have to kind of balance that atmosphere, you know, as if I'm a mentor, you mm-hmm. know, trying to show people, look, 
here's X person acting in a racist way or these demean comments or, you know, something in this nature, what would you do here? And so when I react to it in a certain way and I provide context and dialogue in regards to a response, I'm teaching not only just one person, there's thousands of people that are on viewing that and that's a ripple effect. That rate of penetration goes throughout and other people are watching that example and therefore not saying that I've created other people like me, but they're they're watching me and how right. they under, and how I interact with these circumstances. So they're going to look at that and they're going to take a piece of it, just like we get educated here or you're teaching me or show me how to run the microphone or something like that. I may not know the whole setup, but I know my microphone and I know my part. And so when that person knows their part in the community, that's that's all the black community is asking. We, we're just asking the white community just to know your part. If you just know your part, then the, the, the game's over. It's a wrap. We can just get this thing in the bag and move forward. <sighs> mm. All right. So I, I, I want to riff off that. Know, know your part. What what is it that 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 some of our, our, our brothers and sisters, you know, it, in, in the white community are missing when it comes to some of our some of our events, you know, I, I what most what jumps out of me right off the bat is, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. Sure. I think that was for for the last couple of years. I think that was the one that was really had the most eyes on it. And I'd say arguably still still has eyes on it. So what are what is pieces that that it feels like people just aren't understanding about that? Sure. I mean, let's I mean, we could peel back history. Absolutely. You know, we, we don't we don't want to we don't want to dig too far. But, you know, let's 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 call it where it's at. Anything that's been any grassroots or or black orientated into any type of movement has been solidified to nothing but bad mm -hmm. you know even an isolated individual black person on a on a woman or a man perspective always winds up getting pushed into some angle of being wrong somehow so it doesn't surprise me that you know you know black lives matter on a, on a full scale has been able to gather so much behind them and get so much momentum that it's it it's it's intrusive to the white community. It's right. like, oh my gosh, you know, black folks are organized. You know, what are we <laughs> going to do about this? You know, this is this is a little out of control. We need to we need to put a stop to this. You know, and so, I mean, look what they did. They put a stop to it. You know, the people that are not fully understood or they don't understand or they don't really agree with some of the things that are being said and they don't come with the perspective or maybe a two or maybe a third eye lens or angle to the perspective, they're gonna shut it down. They're just gonna you know, back off and not even agree with it whatsoever. And that's why we gotta, I'm not saying take a soft approach and, and I'm not trying to denounce you know, Black Lives Matter and you know, because I do believe there, a hammer is used to build. You know, and Absolutely. There, there's, there's different tools that are in there that needs to be utilized to, 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 to make movement, you know, and, and I'm not saying, you know, that they're doing anything wrong in that point. I don't want to get too much into that, but Salt Lake City, not saying that they need a soft angle, but they need a window or a door that they can walk through. The fear part of the white community is, is that they, they don't want to say anything because they may not know how to, mm. you know, and, and if they don't know how to, and if they're looking at me or even having a conversation with me face to face, I mean, let's just face it, we got them pushed up against the back of the wall. They, they don't even want to say anything because they're afraid that they're going to offend us, you yeah. know, and, and not to mention we're all for the majority of my part in my circle in my community. And now my new, my new, yeah, my new say it, right here, say you know? it. So we're approachable. Yeah. I mean, I know I am. I, can, I walk up into the grocery store and folks are, you know, coming up to me, just random strangers. So, I mean, I don't understand where a lot of these folks are saying that we're unapproachable or, you know, get off the TV, folks. Get off the news and, and, and get off these things that are, you know, showing you these, 
these um, inappropriate stereotypes that you're feeding into because, you know, I'll shake your hand, man. I'll break bread with you and I'll talk to you at any, at, on any level, you know. So I think that's the biggest, you know, hinge if we're going back and circling back to that. I think it's just based on fear. We could put fear into the community. Um, it's going to uh, religious levels. Mm -hmm. It's also going to the police departments. Um, we got to stop with this fear mongering stuff. We got to we got to get off that. Right. I. You know what? You are. You're spot on. You're spot on. I. I think. I. I, I think. How, like the the next question is really then, how do we how do we start this dialogue? You know, is in in I I know you have a social media presence. So you know, and, and so my question is, do I need to open my Facebook back up? Is that is that you know is is that. Is that where it is, or, or how do we really start dialogue? I mean, because I know, you know, we both know that here in Salt Lake, here in Utah, what are we, you know, we're not even a full three percent of the community, right. but but we are very approachable, you know. Right, just right, right. and I and I can't speak for everybody, but I, you know, the minute I saw you coming up, I'm like, oh, this this brother got a look. Like I just want to give this brother some dab. I want to, you know, get a hug. We just have a, a air about it, and not, you know, and it is, and 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 so how do we how do we let that light shine? How does that how does that how does that, how do we do that? I mean, the, the, the fear is there. So, I mean, if we can just put down our guards, you know, and just open those normal conversations and just be relatable. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, we don't have to go to these, you know, naive ordeals, you know, we don't have to bring up. So, you know, out of random. So what do you think about black lives matter? You know, or <laughs> what's, what's, what's yeah, going on? Hot with button. The, yeah. What's, hot, what's, what's let me put on? you on the spot real quick. Yeah, what's going on with the Baptist church? You know, <laughs> what's happening down, you know, down here. We don't just don't take it to that level. You know, just, just be normal, just be normal human beings and just, you know, create, you know, a conversation for me. We talked about this a little bit earlier. So going back to your Facebook now, I don't, I don't necessarily know what's going on with your face. <laughs> it was, no. it was a hot mess, brother. <laughs> it was a hot mess. It, you know, my wife's Liz yeah, is like, yeah. don't, don't tell him to open yeah, the Facebook no, back yeah, up. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, I'm kind of borderline about Facebook too. Facebook is just starting to come, uh, become the new MySpace. You know? <laughs> oh, you brought <laughs> it back. <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to date myself by saying that, yeah. but you know, it, it is, you know, and Facebook's a little bit difficult, you know, but as far as some of these other platforms like Twitter, you know, where, where I'm pretty strong on and, you know, some of these other platforms that are out there, it, it brings some transparency, I think, to our culture. And it allows people, especially for me on Twitter, um, I do take a lot of pride in being articulate mm -hmm. and delivering my message and, and speaking clearly. And I think Twitter really um, accentuates that. Agreed. strongly for me so Agreed. and that's that's been my strong suit is twitter and, and you know and so you know if if people can relate to that on twitter and see what i'm uh, you know transcending through the social media is exactly what you're going to get in person you know and then i wanted to circle back too as far as salt lake city I, I think a lot of white folks need to understand that if if we're black living in utah in utah mm -hmm. we got to have some level of approachability i mean we're we're already in that zone already because we've we've survived our own individual cultural dynamics somewhere you said you was from jersey you know in in, in those type of areas so we're here in in a relatable sense that we understand how to survive in this type of atmosphere in regards to some of the pushback or I shouldn't say some, a large amount yeah. of the pushback that happens here. We know how to navigate this. So for you to come up to us and, and speak to us, that's not weird to us. It's not, it's no, it's not off topic. Now, you know, we were talking about South Central LA, you know, you go down to South Central LA. <laughs> different you know, monster. It might be a different topic, you know, yeah. and, and I can't help you there. But, you <laughs> no, you're on, you're on your own. I, I got you. I got a, I got a quote from your, your Twitter that I want to read out, and I want to, I want to talk to you about it because yes, it really, it jumped out and I just loved it. Democracy dies in the dark 
racism dies in the light. If we don't shine that light, it will continue. Mm. That's yeah. not, you. That that was my reaction. Yeah, I was in there man. doing notes, you know, doing my doing my little uh, my little education on yeah. Kenny Acres, and yeah, I was like, this on. is deep. Thank you, sir. I'm humbled, man. You know, it's 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 one of those things, man. If it, you know, the more you get into this, in, in my standpoint, you know, it's it's about being an American first and foremost and mm-hmm. what that what that American looks like and, and our culture is changing, man. It's 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 becoming different. And I'm not saying that it's it's being different that we're suffocating out an old culture, but we're 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 making a shift right now. We're, yeah. we're oh, evolving. There's definitely a shift. We're we're evolving and so you know, I, I think literally we're all on the same page when it comes to democracy. I just think that, you know, we're we're just forgetting that we are our own individual light. You know, and we have to keep that light strong and we have to keep that positivity and we have to keep, you know, the love and we have to keep, you know, the connections in our community alive or democracy dies. <sighs> yes, sir. And I mean, so what you're saying is we got to fight for it. We do. You know, and, and not necessarily, you know, go out there and really fight. But it is there, there you know, it's it is there is a change, a noticeable yes. change going on. Mm-hmm. So so should we I mean, is this something that we should be embracing? Because, you know, there's there's cultural dynamics happening. You know, right. you know, we have the old school culture who, who are still seem to be running things and, sure. and do, does not want the change. But then you have this this under underbelly of, of young young people just you know recognizing that something's not right. And we need and we need change. Where where is the line in the sand? Where do we because, you know, it's it's a it's a raging war going on between yeah. the two. I mean, out of respect for the for the the older generation, right? I, I kind of refer back to some of my military times that leadership sets the tempo. Okay, um, and and that should always be grounded and, and respected, you know. And so, you know, to any of the administration that's possibly listening to this uh, broadcast right now, of course, there's a full respect for, you know, the older and older generation that's uh, taking care of our community. Absolutely. And um, with that being said. I think the younger generation also has to take the availability that they can't outrun who's leading the pack. Mm. And so even though they got the strength, it's kind of like a baton race, if, okay. you, if you would. You know, like you don't expect somebody to pass up the one that has, has, has the baton, you know. And so, you know, when it's your turn to run, young generation, you're going to get your time to shine. And, yeah. you know, you need to take that knowledge in from the old heads that are out there, you know, running the state and doing the things that they're doing administratively and especially with the educators and these type of things. But when it's when it's your turn or our turn or individuals turn to get up there, then that's when it's going to be our time to, you know, to really, you know, put boots on the ground and, and run full force. And then, of course, the message to the older administration, too, that'll be time for you to step aside. <laughs> so what I what I just heard is term limits. Is that yeah, what just <laughs> I mean? I mean, we could go there, but term, term limits is one of them. For yeah. Sure. But, you know, when I when I hear you talk and I and I look at at, at your Twitter page and, and, you know, really, really what you stand for, you know, one of the things that jumps out to me is allyship sure. and, and all and all walks like, right. you know, it's and I, I it, it was really something that drew me to you. But I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, doom scrolling, brother. Like, you know, I, that's I was joking with her. Like, what does this dude do that he could just stay hot like this? It's, but I, but I really, I, I love it. So, so I, I got a, I got another quote that I, that you, you killed this one. I was, uh, it had me. All right. Wow. Are you straight? I had no idea. You seem normal to me. I mean, I can't believe how you're straight. We can go to football games together. It would be so much fun. How long have you been straight for? Your entire life? No way. Said no one in the gay community. <laughs> let, I mean, let's just let's just like let's just let that marinate for a second. I mean, 
you know, I don't, some of the time, you know, I have this information that's going on up inside my head and, you know, Twitter has definitely been one of those uh, unique places where I can get these things out really I love quick, it. you know. I mean, let's, let's just be candid about it. I mean, it's, it's just flipping the roles. Yeah. I mean, it really honestly is flipping the roles. I mean, spot on. I don't, I don't really necessarily understand because I'm, I'm not in that situation, you know, and, but that's, I, I want the white community to see that and maybe say, oh my gosh. Am I, am I doing that? Am mm -hmm. I, are those are those the questions that I'm because a lot of these lessons are learned sometimes out of humor. You know, when we were children, maybe in the black community or for myself out out in Kearns, a lot of things were learned out of, out of you know, you, you know, just candid humor. Yeah. You know, teasing each other, poking at each other. You know, what did you just say, Kenny? That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You know, that's a more polite way of putting Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Know, yeah. I mean, radio. That's radio you speak. Know, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's kids, you know, you, you kind of got it raw. And, and unfortunately, I think that's the gap between some cultures mm -hmm. because they don't get that that roughness as as a child or that that uncandidness. You know, when when you say something kind of silly, you know, they they checking you about it when you're a child. And and now we have adults that are getting checked as adults. Mm -hmm. And so then we got a lot more emotions that are involved. You know, we got pride and we got positions of authority and we got all these things. So they don't necessarily re know how to handle them, you know, versus me. I'm, I'm a, I'm a grown man now. I'm tickling 50, you know, right. you come holler at me about something funny. I'm, I'm going to laugh with you, you know, and it's because I've been teased about it already when I was a child. And those things that I've heard at a young age are past me now. So, but yeah, I mean, that for me is just a, just a, a role reverse and you know I just want people to understand that you know maybe just take a step back and check a different perspective rather than your own you're listening to roundtable Tuesday edition of radioactive on KRCL I'm community co-host Rashawn Leak and I'm talking about I'm, I'm talking about life I'm talking mm -hmm. about life with my man Kenny Akers and and you know it, it's I I really love that I love it for for twofold Kenny one because it's it's a statement I would say, and you know, and, and this I, I would say arguably isn't always you you hear from you know one from the black community and then two from black males, right, you know, right, and right. so I it was really something that I I, I love because in this world you know we really do need allyship and in all facets, right. you know, and, and it's it's and so you know for for me to read that and just be like this you know this dude gets it right it, it's it's because you know for me I I just realized that it's. It, you hit on something that's really paramount that you said, I don't understand, you know, and that's the thing. Like there's a lot of us, I, like none of us fully understand everything no, that's going on in certain areas of, you know, of whatever your, your circles look like, but, but you don't need to understand to be able to provide empathy, right. understanding, caring, right. compassion, you know, like, like I talked about earlier in the show, you know, just making sure people recognize like, Hey, you got a, you got a place here. You got sure. a, a, a spot at the table. So, so how, how is that met? Like, I mean, you know, cause it's easy is, no, I don't want to say it's easy, but, but it is, it's easier to say than it is to live. And so in a state that is, that has a prominent religion, that has a prominent ideology, you know, and, and, and this is, would be considered counterculture, which sure. it shouldn't, but it sure, is, sure, sure. you know, how is that received growing up here? And now as a, as a, as a full grown adult tickling 50, as you say, <laughs> I'm about to use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 just one of those things um, going alongside with what you were saying at first with the allyship. Allyship is extremely important, especially here in Utah. You're not you're not going to get away without it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the gravitation happens really quick. You know, here in here in Utah, 
not to always be talking about the negative aspects and the, and the things that people may say to damage or ruin relationships or that bridge that we're trying to build mm -hmm. already. There is an astronomical amount of good people in the state. You know, that's that's hands down. Absolutely. Know? I'm, I'm going to put it there, you know, and, and I'm going to stand on it. And I'm going to say what I'm going to say about it. But with that being said, I wouldn't be anywhere near to what I'm doing today if it wasn't for the allyship and, mm -hmm. the, and you know, the, some of the relationships legally, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. Attorneys give me advice, you know, and meeting with, you know, uh, legislation, you know, and law enforcement agencies and stuff like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't be here, you know. And so being a, a very unique liaison into some of these um, in military terms, civilians that mm -hmm. are just kind of coming open handedly and saying, you know what, hey. I, you know, I may not got it together as of now, but I kind of got an understanding. I kind of hear what you're saying. Something that you said on Twitter might have caught me a, the right way. Kind of helped me out with this a little bit. Mm. And and once that happens, I already know they're 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 a friend. You know, at, at just at that minute. I mean, and that's literally all it takes. Yeah. If I was working on the dock down at some company down in Salt Lake City, if some gentleman came up to me just out of random being, you know, a white guy, it's, it's a two different conversation. I think any black person can have this conversation. If you come at an individual as if you're in a neutral stance, that you're not going to get any type of confrontation. No. I mean, that's just humanity yeah. in its yep. sense. You know, we're going to we're going to humans 101. Right. I mean, that, it's really basic. Right. And it, the morality is going to kick into place. You know, if I can see somebody that's genuinely trying, that wants to communicate and be part of whatever's happening there at the moment, I'm not going to shun them away. You know, that's 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 just ludicrous. We're going to, you know, suffocate ourselves yeah. quickly with that. So that that's so true is. So I want to I want to talk about the next the next stage in the in the Kenny Akers mm. movement and that's uh I I got an opportunity to listen to the podcast. Hey. Uh so I I'm a rookie. I'm a rookie. Uh, hey, you know what? No, it's not it, it, it's not about that. We all, you know, cuz we all in some form or fashion are are you know are, are celebrating our, our rookie year. Sure. So SLC thing. Let's yes. talk about it. Yeah, what yeah. what do you uh, I mean, what are you are you hoping you know, hoping to get with this this new me, this new uh medium? So the SLC thing, you know, I just wanted I didn't want to label it as some type of black movement, some right. type of, you know, because I am a standalone. You yeah. Know, when I when I talk about, you know, activism, I am my own individual. I don't affiliate. I'm not with any particular congressional leader. I'm not, you know, licking on somebody's boots. I'm not doing anything but what I find fit in the movement to help people merge together in a sense of what needs to be available as far as tools. Mm hmm communication or anything in that nature to help people m make this merge to bring the zipper to close things shut so we have a bridge to cross now with with the with the SLC thing I mean I just want to provide resources you know I want to bring a dialogue I want to put a voice onto you know what I'm tweeting about you know and, and, and allow people to jump on there and listen to some of the things some of the experiences that we're having in amongst the, the community and give them my own personal thoughts you know because that's missing too you know a lot of folks can see me you know on on the news channel or hear me right now on the radio or whatever the case may be and there there might be missing something personal wait a minute kenny's got kids wait a minute he he actually goes hiking he, he rocked late I, he snowboarded last winter i mean <laughs> what, who is this guy and so when yeah. there's something personal to it right then people are more susceptible to try to understand yeah. and try to you know see where i'm coming from and if i 
come barking about a situation, then they're going to step back and really evaluate it and say, oh, my gosh, we might have a problem in the community here because, you know, my man here might not. He's not the one that's always screaming about this type of stuff. So let's try to evaluate it. And that's where the allyship comes into play. And a lot of people come in really hard for me on that on that aspect. Absolutely. I, I can see that. So you, you touched on something. So I know. You know, we're we're blessed in this state to have, you know, one, you know, every every black sorority and fraternity. You know, we have uh, the Black Lives Matter Utah sure. chapter. We have Black Lives for Humanity. We have the, you know, the uh, wonderful yeah, things wonderful things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out. So but you stand alone. I do. So let's talk about that. Is that is that I mean, clearly it, it's it's a it's a personal decision. It is. And, you know, up it's up front, too, because I've had I've had my. My situations where I could have affiliated mm-hmm. with the different organization, um, I feel like where I stand and being alone, I can work on s- certain things without having the beer, te- you know, any type of red tape yep. or or being locked down to a to a situation or being told exactly what to do. If if I have a you know a young man that's you know kind of hurting on the block, you know, and, and he's not getting the attention. The family's not getting the attention. I, I don't have to call up my boss and say, hey, you know, w- we got to tend to this. You know, I, I do my own thing. I run out there and, you know, sit down and have a lunch or talk to the family and reassure them and let them know that there's help. And I try to bring in the resources that I need to to get them help. And that's where I stand. I don't need to get somebody's position. And that's the biggest reason why I stand alone, because it is it is very tender, right? I can't come in with that hammer in these situations, you know, and I have to be able to, you know, receive a, a, a detrimental, you know, incident in the community right. and receive that information and articulate it based on whatever they're presenting to me. And, and I have to kind of fil- filter through that based on my own circumstances and my own experiences. And then I have to go to the professionals and I have to try to present that in the best articulated way to try to get that child or that family some help. Right. So I can't I can't have 30 40 individuals miscommunicating, you know that that Johnny kicked so and so in the face and said this crazy word and next thing you know, I mean Johnny lifted up the whole building and tried to throw it down the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't I don't need that in, in in my aspect or my work what I'm trying to do, you know. I'm I'm genuinely trying to help the community and I'm trying to genuinely bridge these gaps and I don't need somebody else to come in with the with the lack of leadership or the lack of knowledge or the lack of understanding to try to handle a very careful situation that's dealing um, causing a lot of pain for the family to 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 mess that up. That's not the time to, to practice and trial and error. And like I, we were talking about earlier, um, I have a unique position where my boots are on the ground. Right. You know, I am a black man and I can I can be out here. You could. I could be anywhere I need to be, yeah. you know, and, and somewhere where and I, you I are. shouldn't be. And right? you are. Right. And, yeah. s- and I can turn around and, and I can take that and walk right up to Capitol Hill and, and knock on somebody's door and, and present this information in, in, a, in a text that it needs to be presented to so we can get some action done to it. So I feel like I'm, I'm in a very unique free range that I, I can get work done. And I, and I, I refuse. I mean, I shouldn't say refuse because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. future but yeah. I mean, but that's the reason why now I don't affiliate. And, and, and so I understand everybody's perspectives. Black Lives Matter, you know, like I said, out of all due respects, um, they're, they're doing their thing. And, and, you know, as a black person, I, I, I respect that. You right. know, I respect what they're doing. They're, the community outreach is very strong here in, in Salt Lake City. But, I mean, I feel like, you know, on, as an individual, I think this is best where I stand. 
No, I, I love that. I love that. And and I, I love how you use your platform to, to draw attention. My I think the my my favorite tweet of yours recently is is the one where you're calling out uh, on the hill, you know, and, and I'm gonna it's gonna go a little dark for a second, mm -hmm. but kind of like what would happen with the Buffalo shooting. Sure. You know, and, and I have I, I, I scoped it. I've yet to see, you know, I, I don't I don't follow hard our right. political leaders, but right. but I've yet to see anybody make a statement. And and so so I, I pivot and say, what what do you what do you want to see? And not just not, you know, let's use this as a microcosm, as a bigger, right. bigger launching pad of what we'd like to see from from some of our leaders in the state. I mean, it's I'm going to be extremely respectable. Right. I mean, no name drop. No, no name I mean, drops. None at all. I mean, these people know who they are and the positions that they hold and, and, the, and the respective nature that that they hold it. And that's where it's not my turn to hold the baton as of yet. And so mm -hmm. I'm going to stay in in those respective grounds. But. Here we are with the catastrophic event, right? And, and a lot of the legislation and, and the leaders that are within our community um, do have platforms. And a lot of people, Absolutely. they do have platforms. I'm not the only person with the platform. And, you know, these folks have platforms and they're able to um, orchestrate or they're able to present themselves in a leadership aspect to make sure that the community understands that they have our best interest in their mind and sometimes all it takes is just one little tweet one little from from the confines of your bathroom you could right. you could blast it right. away right and it's so simple it's it's extremely simple to do and i think when i was in the military i want to bounce back to the military when i when i was in the military i i, I learned an extremely difficult lesson about leadership you know, about barking orders and mm -hmm. telling everybody what to do. And, you know, I was I was a young E4 at the time, and, you know, I was a hothead. Boots was super shiny, you know, and the uniform was super crisp, you know. And <laughs> oh, I, I know. I got the vision. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. the you vision. Could, you couldn't get past nothing past me whatsoever, you know. And I was real clean, and I was real sharp with everything that I needed to get done. But I, I learned something when I got my first little unit um, when I was in charge, and um, I couldn't get the respective individuals to do exactly what I needed them to do. Right. And um, I fully lost control of my unit, you know, mm. long story short. But I was shown by an individual on how to step up with a leadership aspect. You know, I was shown how to orchestrate that situation to my benefit to continue to lead these individuals into what we needed to get done. Learning opportunity. Right. And I, when I sit back with my my own personal experience, with you know, I, I am not by far any congressional leader. I don't hold any professional position or anything and such. But I'm an observer, just like everybody else here mm -hmm. in the community is. And yeah, I'm only getting one little small little window of it. But I'm going to ask a question: With my little window, why am I able to push so much weight versus the weight that's not being pushed over here? That's my observance. And back, circling back to the Buffalo ordeal, with the very minute black community that we have in Salt Lake City, you're all we have. And if you're not speaking our voices, we almost feel lost in a community that you know, we're, we're trying to thrive in. You know? And that's probably the reason why our community outreach is so low here, because we don't feel supported. Right. We don't feel acknowledged and we don't feel like we're getting the outreach that we that we need here to, to thrive. Kenny, it has been a pleasure kicking it with you, brother. And before we let you go, 
What are, what are some of the socials? Where can people where can people find you? Yeah, man, I'm on I'm on them all. I'm on you know I'm on TikTok. You know I had to get, I had get, to get that I had to get that up recently, man. You know because they was telling me. But Twitter is my main handle. You can find me at, at you know Kenny Acres K E N E A K E R S. That's my strongest platform. That'll filter down to all the rest of my you know my platforms, web, website and Instagram. It has been it has been a pleasure having you on the show. That's our show, folks. I hope you found something during the show to give you hope, get you off the couch. But I, I'm going to just leave you with this. We are we are a community. And as a community, we, we win together and we lose together. So we need all of us. It takes all to win. So take care. This I'm Rashawn Leak, and this is KRCL. KRCL 90.9 FM, HD1, Salt Lake City, Ogden, Provo, 96.7 FM in Park City, and on the web at krcl.org.